0: Well, I don't want to dominate the discussion, but I have been in Japan.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, I wanted the first half of this episode to be. Okay.
0: I... I'm not gonna pretend I got like a million stories. You know, I'm a a bland person. When I travel, I'm a bland traveler. But, um, I guess lead with the embarrassing things that happened to me. Um, rode on a women's only train with Shang, because you know they do that. It used to be a problem, probably to some degree still is groping on a train, the very packed Tokyo subway, so uh, sometimes whole trains, and uh, most of the time, the front car of a train is reserved for women. So me and Shang are in a hurry, and we're like, you know, okay, which one? Uh, The one that's uh, uh, heading to Maria? Oh, okay, get on, get on, get on, get on. And I realize, like, we're quiet, and trains are quiet in Japan most of the time, but I'm like, you know, standing in the back with her, and I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder, and I'm realizing, huh, up and down the seats. All women on that side. All women on that side. It's not like there are bright pink signs everywhere, but I'm like, I turn to Shang and I'm like, I, you know, write something so she can read on my phone. A lot of ladies here. Hope I'm in the right place. Like, you know, a concerned emoji. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we realize we're on the women's train, and I think she looks it up because we're both a little skittish. I don't know if someone actually going to report, you know, some white guy, mm-hmm. but It is, I think, something they're very lenient with, with foreigners. Like, they just don't care so much if a foreigner doesn't know and gets on the women's train. Anyway, but that made me feel bad. Other than that, I feel like the worst of it was just on the uh, plane ride back home or right before getting onto the gate. For some reason, uh, I'm lining up, and it was already confusing getting lined up with all these Americans after um, being in Japan, where they queue they queue so um, effortlessly, and they're so organized. And so these Americans are getting uh, back on the plane to San Francisco. And I notice the guy with the uh, open lane for business class. And I'm in premium economy, but for some reason I have a brain fart. So I lean over, and I yell to him, uh, BUSINESS? Or, because he's Japanese, I yell, business up! And he goes, Hi! <laughs> and I realize... Oh, wait, I'm in premium economy. So I just go, uh, and lean back into line. And I'll never... just was so fucking embarrassed. Wait a minute. Is premium economy first class? It isn't. It isn't. Oh. They've added more classes between economy and first class. I think it's economy, premium economy, with, like, a little more leg room. And then I think there's business, and then I think there's first class, or maybe it's the same thing. I don't know.
1: I fly coach, um...
0: Coach is tough on a 13 hour flight.
1: Yeah, I've never left the uh, States before. The (laughs) longest I've done was five, six hours. Um, Yeah, um, I'm not really crazy about planes. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I have a fucking crippling fear of heights. But it's not just that. I just, the leg room. The leg room, my dude. And I fake putting on my um, my uh, seatbelt every time I get on a plane.
0: I mean, it's not like a car where you're going to have a sudden, like, you know, the plane's not going to break midair. <laughs> I guess the real issue is... And you if might...
1: the plane does break midair... What the fuck is a seatbelt gonna do for a certain death?
0: <laughs> At the very least, it keeps you from hitting your head, like in Lost, when the guys, like, you know, fly up and hit the top of the plane. Um, but, Coach, legroom, that's one of the things. Shang kind of insisted that she would not be flying Coach this time, because last year we flew Coach for, like, you know, ten hours.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um...
1: I've never flown first class. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty cool doing it sometime. I don't know what it's like. I
0: mean, from just from looking, they've got individual seats at least on what did I fly? ANA JAL, uh, the Japanese airline. They've got you know decent TV screens like the like my little TV screen over there. Wow! They've got their own TVs and their own seats, and it just seems like you're nice little. You're in a little capsule hotel. I wouldn't mind, but it's it's exponentially expensive. It's like
1: if you were to guesstimate how much you think for his classes.
0: I mean, I bet for a long flight, I bet you're paying three thousand dollars or more. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Three grand, suck my dick, Japan. I know. I wouldn't. Wow, three grand. I met somebody recently who only flies first class. Oh. Yeah.
0: For, like, on behalf of a company, or are they just...
1: No, her parents got a lot of money. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was like, I've never even smelled first class. It's always been coach. I always fly with, um... I always just fly with, um... You know, either a really old person or a really, really young person, uh, which is fine. You know, I don't really care. But, um, yeah, like I said, every, to- every time I get on a plane, I pretend to put on my seatbelt. Uh, no one said anything yet. Uh, Virgin Airlines, if you're listening. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: The stewardess has just to stop one day narrow her eyes. <laughs> Sir, are you... Did you not buckle your... Did you almost buckle your seatbelt? You think you were gonna fucking fool me? You've gotta wear it over your blanket even, you know? They say if you're gonna wear a blanket, you put the blanket on and put the seatbelt over the blanket. That's what they all want now.
1: Well, I don't... The la, Okay, last time I flew was... A couple years ago now. So I guess that's a new thing. Well...
0: <laughs> you could still, you could probably still do it halfway and fool somebody.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, stewardess. there Is That a, I call. I'm pretty sure s- stewardess is a, a, a dated term.
0: I think, I don't know if a Steward caught on or if Flight gendered, Attendant. Yeah, that's the uh, the proper nomenclature.
1: I know, um, I remember I got into an argument with somebody. Oh, this is a long time ago. And they're just like, okay, if you want to be a fag and keep on calling them uh, Flight Attendants, okay. But I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not fr- uh, part of this yuppie generation. I'm like, dude, you're a year younger than I am. Hmm shut up <laughs> uh yeah man i don't know what it is dude fucking uh people are people are stupid anyway uh uh off with this tangent about <laughs> airplanes uh let's go continue about your um
0: well first thing first interesting thing that you might care about we went to fuji q an amusement park Right, in, like near Mount Fuji, you can see it from inside the park.
1: <laughs> uh, this is
0: great for a, vi- a visual medium like podcast, but you can see the little, the little mountain in the background. Anyway, Fuji Q um, is famous for its four big coasters. I don't know if they all break records or anything, but Fujiyama is, or at least was, the tallest coaster in the world. Um, Dododonpa is, I think, the fastest accelerating still. Those are the only two that I actually rode. I am not a fan of coasters. I didn't know this about Shank. She, she, like, she can handle them easy. She loves coasters. And uh, so I rode those two with her, and, like, I could feel it just in my soul. (laughs) I had a headache. My heart felt like, it was, you know, not going to be able to handle a third. I mostly kept my eyes closed and was, like, doing breathing exercises through these, like, Fujiyama, the tallest. It just goes up and 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 up. And up, and then you go down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up. And it's, I don't know, I was just going through the whole thing. But I was doing it for her.
1: Oh well, that's really sweet. I I know what you mean. I usually do breathing exercises now when I do blow. <laughs> so, I'm like, are we gonna have a heart attack? We're not gonna have a heart attack. What you three? What you three? Wow. <laughs> um, some you know, I could compare doing blow to being on a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a song.
1: I feel like that's probably already a song. (laughs) I don't know why I'm thinking of that song uh, by the Ohio Ohio State players. (laughs) Rollercoaster of love. Try what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Rollercoasters, I couldn't stand them as a kid. You want to talk about embarrassing stories. I... Was so, am- because, like, I was, I went, okay, so I went on, like, I used to, uh, did you ever go to the Oakland Zoo? I don't think Oakland Zoo, I don't know. Oh, well, they have rides there. Nice. But they're, they're, like, kid rides. Very kid-friendly
0: rides. You're not gonna put, like, the, <laughs> the most dangerous thing you can yeah. think of.
1: So, I went on them a few times, and I went on, a. You know, a couple of Santa Cruz rides, and I was like, okay. So I, I was like, I'm a roller coaster guy. I, I, I'm down. Then I went to Disneyland with my parents. Then I went on the Indiana Jones ride. I was
0: closed when I went.
1: Oh,
0: is it Temple of Doom style?
1: Yeah, with the boulder, mm-hmm. and I was screaming <laughs> and crying, Aww. and I was like, and my family. Still makes fun of me Aww. about it to this day. <laughs> um, they're just fun. they, um, especially my brother. They don't let they don't let things go. They find something funny. Um, you know, I like I said earlier, I have a crippling fear of heights, but I kind of just got over my fear of roller coasters. I don't know. Oh, I know why. I was seventeen years old. 18 years old, actually. It was a graduation party. Um, We all went to Six Flags. Mm. And as soon as we got in, the memory of Disneyland just popped into my head. And uh, I was freaking out at first. And then I um, dropped some acid. And there's nothing in this world like... Getting on a roller coaster while you're tripping on acid. Ever since then, I just have not been afraid of roller coasters.
0: Oh, I could see that. Uh, you take mushrooms when you go into the outdoors because it's natural. You take acid on a roller coaster because they're both man made.
1: Sure. There's a sort of logic to <laughs> it. Um, Tim? I think uh, you gotta get over your fear of roller coasters by dropping I feel like when Six Flags.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like if riding the tallest coaster in the world doesn't get me over my fear of roller coasters.
1: Yeah, put where you want this. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs>
0: okay, guess I gotta go back.
1: <laughs> no, just go to Six Flags. Okay. Go uh, look at some um... volumed up uh... W- uh killer Whales. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that how they got Free Willy to do that jump?
1: Valium, dude.
0: (laughs) So, I saw an American American film, Godzilla King of Monsters, in Japan.
1: Oh,
0: how was it? I mean, if you can see it in a theater, like, I'm not the sort of person who's gonna hate on it because it's a dumb action movie. It delivers on all the monster-versus-monster visuals you could want. I think, like any movie like that, in five years, it might feel like a chore to watch. Yeah, but it's cool. I you're like you
1: training with a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, I think it's le- that's less awkward to watch than a porn. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's. I mean, I didn't say it was going to be more awkward than a porn to watch. Or...
1: <laughs> oh, it was just that was just, just popping my head.
0: Okay, but yeah, Godzilla was fun. I saw it in uh, Shinjuku, the theater, the Toho theater with. The, I'm, I want to say ceramic, but I don't know. Probably just Godzilla head in the back or on top. You see,
1: you can eat. You
0: can eat with Godzilla behind you, and it roars every hour. We did not hear it roar. We were never there at the right time. Um, nothing else you'd be interested in? Like like a Ghibli Museum, little Moomin theme park, you know stuff Stop
1: it! It's not just about me. It's about our fans.
0: Okay. Moomin theme park. It's like a a theme park for babies, (laughs) people uh, to bring their dogs, Uh, the Ghibli Museum. I was telling Hannah, like, we went on a weekday, but you still get a lot of tourists and a lot of, like, I guess just housewives who bring their babies. And so the museum was pretty crowded with, like, little kids and uh, their moms. And honestly, it is a difficult museum to navigate. You get kind of a, a cartoon map. That shows you in 2D all the floors, not from above, but from the side. And it was just kind of a chore to figure out what floor we were on, where anything was. There was no wayfinding. And anyway, it wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad museum.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of which, I'm fading myself off with the... It's Moomin. What the fuck is Moomin?
0: He's like, it's just, it's like Winnie the Pooh. He's a, he's a animal that's a little bit like a hippopotamus. They live in a happy valley named Moomin Valley, and they're just a a family of like, you know, these creatures that want to live peaceful lives, but there's always something going on.
1: That's really funny, (laughs) because I got really stoned the other day, and uh, I was watching a a special on Hippopotami? Is that how you pluralize? I think so. Yeah. Um. And they're fucking crazy ass animals. They're violent. They are vi- Yeah, they're violent animals. I knew that much. Um, they kill people just because, just, like, they don't eat people. But they they have like a percent. They have a percentage of kills per year, <laughs> and it's not because they're hungry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's um sure you know. They might feel threatened, but I don't even think that's, like, an excuse. I think it's just because you jumped into their pit or you fell into their pit on accident. And, uh, you gotta learn your lesson somehow. It's crazy. I, I remember watching Madagascar when I was, like, a middle schooler. And I was just like, oh, hippos. Yeah, dude, they're cool. Who is
0: it? It's, like, an actress, right? It's DreamWorks, so they're all, like, you know, A-list. Well... A-list. A-list, David the Schwimmer, time. TV stars, and A-list celebrities, whoever they could get.
1: Um, well, at the time, yeah. Um, almost want to say Queen Latifah. That might be racist. Let's <laughs> up. Let's up for my sake. It isn't. Huh. Um. Okay. All right. Bear with us, folks.
0: Cast. Madagascar. Madagascar.
1: um i want to say her name is gloria
0: yeah that sounds right
1: oh okay yep nope jada Pinkett smith Ah! all right guys i gotta retire from this i'm sorry you're
0: canceled now
1: (laughs) um what the hell was she in oh she's a smith
0: right of the smith smiths
1: yeah she's Will smith's wife ah Ex-girlfriend. Mm, sorry, ex-girlfriend of Tupac. Current wife of Will Smith.
0: I mean, you can't say that she. You know, I think she. She chooses.
1: She went great a, man on two opposite ends of the hip hop spectrum. Huh?
0: <laughs> Where is Jazzy Jeff these days?
1: Oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but you remember his uh, Nightmare on Elm Street song with, uh, Will Smith. What? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're not, like, you're not a war guy. I, oh, oh, that was when Freddy Krueger was defanged all to hell. That was probably around the fifth movie. It's, like, early 90s. Um, early 90s, maybe even the late 80s at this point. Um, I just do this because my older brother. Uh,
0: but, um... Kind of lines up with the Addams Family. It, <laughs> if we're talking hip-hop theme
1: songs. The Addams... Wait a minute.
0: Well, yeah. It was a... They do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. Something and something and something and... Da, the Addams Family.
1: Da-da-da-da. da Da-da-da-da. <laughs> squirt. squirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That would be if the Addams Family got a hip-hop song uh, nowadays. Uh-uh. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, Adams. Uh, I mean, no, oh, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: what do you call the genre of hip-hop songs that you get during, like, like it's, they're workout songs. They're like Sunflower from, um, and Enter the Spider-Verse. It's not even auto-tuning anymore. I don't know what to call it. Trap? Maybe.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know.
0: But anyway... Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: A very defanged um, Freddy Cougar. Yeah, yeah. And then um, they came up with the new Nightmare Wes Craven after that.
0: I've seen New Nightmare.
1: Didn't like it as a kid. I appreciate it now as an adult for what it is, but I don't know if I still like it I don't like it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I gotta rewatch it. Um, it's a very meta... Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Some say that's the precursor to Scream. Oh. Which, someone told me, was filmed in Santa Rosa. Um.
0: I would never be able to guess. I'd never be watching a movie and say, Oh, oh, that's Santa Rosa.
1: Do you know what uh, movie I did uh, just know? Because, well... One... It's obvious because of location, and two, if you go to the town, that town hypes that movie like it's nobody's fucking business. Uh, Um, Have you ever watched The Lost Boys?
0: No, I have not. Schumacher? Joel Schumacher's vampire masterpiece?
1: It was Schumacher? I think so. Who directed it? I thought it was Tony Scott.
0: Well, let's find out. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah, pal.
0: (laughs) Maybe he wrote it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think Tony Scott's much of a writer. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think he's much of a writer.
0: Yes, sir. Joel Schumacher.
1: Oh, did he direct it? Yes. Um, yeah, well, it takes place in Santa Cruz, California.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: predominantly, well, not predominantly, but like... Uh, all the scenes where there's like characters meeting other characters at the Santa Cruz <laughs> Beach Boardwalk hey
0: meet me tonight at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk
1: in the one California sun
0: huh the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk
1: <laughs> <laughs> boardwalk <laughs> uh yeah that movie's fun it's pretty hokey It scared the fuck out of me as a kid. I'll tell you that much for sure. Now I just find it hot. (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland, oh. Someone at work today? This new guy. Oh, continue.
0: No, no, it's okay. I just can't see Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe because the youngest role I've ever seen him in is like Dark No, Dark City. He does not strike me as
1: a hottie. Um, well, he's in The Lost Boys.
0: Okay, I'll have to check it out.
1: You haven't seen Stand By Me?
0: Well, how young would he have been then? that?
1: He's hella young, and uh, he's uh, the older brother of one of the main characters.
0: I guess I've seen it, but I didn't know that was he's Kiefer. the
1: main bad guy.
0: Ah. Uh, well, I'll just have to watch Stand By Me again.
1: Yeah, Ace. <laughs> he pulls the switchblade out on the end. <laughs> And then the kid goes um um I think I've said that line to you. <laughs> uh Funny like uh, like legitimately asking when the next time we're going to film an episode is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to stop uh not taking everything so seriously. It's, uh I think he responded with that um he says uh suck my fat one you greased up a bucktooth hood (laughs) I feel like
0: I'd remember that
1: (laughs) oh man what a line (laughs) Hmm.
0: anyway that about covers Japan for me everything else is just you know hedgehog cafe uh, you know riding on a boat it is what it is.
1: I would not want to ride on a boat. It's
0: just a little little uh skiff, like Gilligan's Island style uh boat ride. <laughs> Only ten minutes though. Oh
1: uh, so it was like a like almost like a ship?
0: Yeah, well no. It uh, had a covered top, you could sort of walk to the back or uh you know, you were just kinda of going around the bay.
1: Oh so you're able to walk on it? Yeah, yeah. Okay why did i think you were like a sailboat like a paddle boat yeah fuck that i don't like paddle boats no (laughs) i'd be too afraid of falling off
0: i think i've paddled in golden gate park once
1: i um fell into golden gate park once do tell i was like five years old Uh. um i remember my dad he bless his soul he was preoccupied feeding the ducks. Ah! <laughs> and he turned around and noticed that his son was missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, where the mm-hmm. fuck did he go? <laughs> uh, I think he uh, realized that I was in the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was like five years old, maybe six. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> hmm. uh, my dad... He okay, so back then, uh, back like I would say like five or so years ago, um, John McLaren Park, the park near my house, um, mm. got some funding from the city, and so someone uh redid the pond near my house, which used to just be a pile of litter, graffiti, used condoms, the usual, empty yeah, empty fifths. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so they redid it and it looks nice. It looks shitty again now, but, um, <laughs> cause you know, it's the neighborhood, but, um, when they redid it, my dad, oh, my dad, he thought it would have been a good idea to buy some turtles from Petco. And, you know, some of the, uh, younger pet turtles, uh, from San Bruno Avenue that you could get. the not legal variety. Um.
0: I'm not sure I follow you. What, to eat?
1: No, uh, no, you get pet, uh, it's illegal to sell turtles when they're babies. They have to be, like, fully grown adults. Oh! Yeah, because you get salmonella when Mm. they're young. Oh, boy. Yeah, you get salmonella from just touching them. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, he just got, uh, he has got them and set them free in the park, and most of them died.
0: As long as they didn't destroy the ecosystem. Otherwise, you'd be, uh, admitting to a crime that I'm not sure, uh, the statute of limitations has run out on.
1: Um, uh, five years?
0: Yeah, that's probably fine.
1: <laughs> um. And so he's talking to, like, uh, someone who worked in the park, uh, he goes, um, uh, so, uh, uh, he goes, he's talking, he goes, man, why isn't there, uh, any aquatic life, um, uh, here, and the guy goes, well, because, um, there's, uh, He's like, because the water isn't consistently fresh enough. He's like, they get water from the reservoir sometimes. He's like, but it, they don't get enough for uh, aquatic life to sustain here. He's like, some fucking jackass caught some turtles in here the other day. Must have died. The ones who I lived, I had to get my, up myself and put them in the reservoir. <laughs> my dad just like, oh, no. <laughs> And I was there and I couldn't stop laughing. I felt like I blew my dad's cover by that. I'm just like, start laughing so hard. And he just... The nice employee uh, at the park was, you know, he was getting annoyed and he just walked away. (laughs) 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 He was so fucking jackass. (laughs) <laughs> oh man!
0: I like to imagine you gave them all names. You got to go down to the reservoir to see which one survived. Yeah. And it's like James Junior.
1: Two of them survived. Uh, they're in that reservoir now. Ah. Yeah. There's. There's. He didn't set them free of the reservoir because they're all already turtles in the reservoir. <laughs> 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 um. There's just just none in the pond, and he knows why now. Because Mm. it's littered with trash. Uh, There's not a whole lot of water that comes through there that's, like, uh, fresh, you know? So a lot of it's just murky. Mm. Um, Turtles could survive in that, but not, like, uh... Like, turtles that are already born in the wild. Turtles that you, like, buy from the pet store, they're going to need, like, um cleaner areas i guess Mm. i don't know i'm no turtle specialist um but yeah oh man uh so nothing else in japan
0: i don't know nothing that you'd find interesting i'm trying to think uh eh, pretty much all just you know cute stuff museums we Uh went to a team lab installation it 's like it 's all visual it 's not exactly fun to describe you know We went into a room full of colored balls and we had we like had to navigate through you know so it's it 's just uh, i don 't know there 's a room with lights there 's a room lights and mirrors um, there 's a room with um, where you 're wading through water and they project you know fish on the water. Um, I guess the funny thing is that, because there are so many mirrors in this exhibit, they have a special, um, you know, warning that, like, if you're, if you're a schoolgirl, if you wear a dress, you've got to be careful about what you're wearing. So they provide swim trunks. Whoa. And we were on a, uh, The what do you call it? Oh, wait,
1: it? is it because of uh, the museum or the people in?
0: No, just because there are mirrors on the floor. Oh. And you can tell with pe- anyone wearing a dress, you're going to be able to see up that dress if you really want to. And we were on a tour with, um, you know, school groups. Everywhere we went, there were school groups.
1: Were you wearing a...
0: Yeah, I was in a dress.
1: (laughs) And, dude, you go commando. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm just glad you didn't wind up on a list after that tour.
0: (laughs) Well, they won't let me back into the country now.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, at least not the museum. (laughs) Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I saw... Oh, yeah, I watched some movies while you were gone. Mm-hmm um i watched i rewatched death proof one of the grindhouse films right the one that tarantino wrote um
0: that is not machete machete somethings what no (laughs) it's it's because it's a two-parter isn't it it's machete kills and no okay
1: there's
0: death proof is the car movie
1: death proof is the car okay and then there's planet terror Okay, okay. Robert Rodriguez wrote Planet Terror.
0: Oh, there's a commercial for a machete film that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay, now we're on the same page.
1: There's a commercial for Thanksgiving, hmm. which I think exists now, but didn't exist then. All the commercials were fake. Yeah, yeah. There's a commercial for... Um...
0: A Nicolas Cage feature.
1: Oh, yeah, where he's uh, where he's Hitler. Huh. no. I think he's Hitler. Uh, I no. I think he's like um. Some like Asian Nazi emperor or something like that.
0: Oh, a Fu Manchu kind of character.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, Nazi Fu Manchu.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, there's that. Um. There was for machete, and then there's um. Some other, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But Death Proof. Interesting movie. Um, Is
0: this our friend Kurt Russell?
1: Kurt, yeah. Friend uh, of the show. Yeah, Um, well, yeah, Kurt is an on-again, off-again friend. You know, we try to get him in for an interview, but he says he's busy making Fox and the Hound 3. Um,
0: it's really devolved, you know, from direct to video. This one's going to be direct to streaming.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, Otis's revenge. I don't know. Uh, he just... I guess uh, Otis never died, and he's out to kill the fox.
0: All the production, you know, the the art I've seen has been pretty dark. Yeah. Pretty violent.
1: A lot of... Uh, a lot of imagery in it, and uh, but you know what? I'll go out and watch it. Yeah. Uh, they said they really wanted to get the Watership, uh, uh, what the fuck is that movie called? Water, Watership, Watership Down. Down,
0: the rabbit movie?
1: Yeah, they wanted to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, make it about this fox and this hound. I don't even know who played the fox in that movie. All I know is that Kurt Russell played the hound when he was an adult. Hmm. Did we talk about that, um...
0: We've we've mentioned it.
1: Okay, because I was like, speaking of Disney and Uh, Kurt Russell.
0: No, yeah, that's definitely, we've done, we've been there.
1: But that's the, that's funny, because that's the only Disney movie that I've enjoyed with Kurt (laughs) Russell. (laughs) And he was, that wasn't like when he was a Disney star. He was well into being an adult when that movie came out. Um, I, um... Oh, but yeah, Kurt Russell's in Death Proof. Uh, I also watched Happiness because I was uh, watching this list of the most disturbing movies of all time.
0: Let me let me get this on my... Uh, let me try to get on the same page as you. I don't remember this. Ugh. Happiness movie.
1: It's not disturbing in the conventional sense, but it is disturbing. I'll give them that. Hmm. Definitely not a happy movie. Um...
0: Mr Seymour Hoffman based on Seymour the,
1: Hoffman yeah he based is on the, movie. the
0: cartoon poster it looks like he's up front.
1: I wouldn't say he's necessarily the main character hmm. but he is a main character um, let me see um,
0: Ben Gazzara, otherwise known as the villain from Roadhouse.
1: Um, because there's the movie, okay, so there's the character in that movie who, um.
0: I can see why this isn't a a fun watch.
1: Oh, John Lovitz is in it. I forgot. <laughs> Cause this is ladies' night, and the feeling's right. Oh yes, it's ladies' night, oh what a night. You're supposed to finish it. Oh what a night.
0: Are we doing Four Seasons now?
1: he was, uh, no, that was, um, well yeah, but like, <laughs> wait, what? That's not a Four season song.
0: Oh what a night. Isn't that Frankie Valley?
1: No, I was singing, oh this is ladies' night. Well I don't it's, know that um, one. Oh, Otis, cool in the gang. Okay, um, but yeah, the the guy uh, Dylan Baker, who I know from the movie Trick or Treat. Um, oh, and he's in the Spider Man movies, the 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 uh, Sam Raimi ones. He would have been a more prevalent character if that move the movie series didn't get canned hmm. after the third one but um he played dr connors ah. good old one arm yeah <laughs> if you play the video games you'll know that he they uh explore him turning into the lizard in the video games what else is he in he's in happiness um isn't I'll say
0: for anyone who's still on, on the edge of their seat over this film, it features uh, pedophilia. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: uh, it, it features pedophilia, sex addiction, um, loneliness, uh, foyer I guess. I don't know. Um, Foyerism? I don't know. Did
0: somebody's genitals get cut off? get cut off? I'm just skimming this plot thing. While Alan is still content with her friendship after she confided this in him, it is revealed by Helen the genitals of the doorman were discovered oh, yeah, by yeah, police. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, someone did get their dick cut off. Um.
0: So really, this movie's the complete package.
1: Yeah, it is a fucking depressing movie. It's a good movie. Um. But the yeah the the gnarliest one is um for sure has to be Doc Connors because he is super attracted to his son's friends and his son is like twelve years old <laughs> <laughs> um see, but I think um I don't know, I think this movie did it better than um. Kevin Spacey one. What the fuck is that? America Beauty. Yes. I don't know. I feel like America Beauty kind of fetishized it, and they and it almost feels like this. You. It almost feels like you could say that they fetishized it, but they just put you in the perspective of um, of said pedophile,
0: and less in the act of committing anything.
1: Um. <laughs> <you> no, <know. laughs> he does. But it's not like a... Um, okay, spoiler alert. He roofies his friend, which is, to me, way less uh, romanticized than, like, seducing his kid's friend.
0: So, the, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's just, uh, it doesn't glorify, like, uh any uh, sort of...
1: Yeah, it doesn't glorify... Having sex with a kid. Hmm. Both movies have that, but I feel like American Beauty kind of glorifies it to an extent, as opposed to happiness being just, it, 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 it being an act of rape.
0: Yeah, it seems to make that pretty clear.
1: Yeah, they 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 make it pretty clear in that movie that uh, what he did was not in any way, shape, or form good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a hard movie to take in. Um It's funny because I just watched um a disturbing movie that was very different hmm. from it. Um I was watching Oh uh oh, what fucking movie was I watching? Was this one of those
0: French horror? You told me something about
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. I was watching um High Tension. A movie that I really liked as a kid. Very violent. Hmm. So it's disturbing, I guess, as well, but in a very different way. <laughs> it's more conventionally disturbing. A lot of blood. A lot of gore. Um, stupid ending. That's also. <laughs> we'll watch High Tension one day. And when we do, I want you to remember in the back of your head... That it has a fucking stupid ending.
0: <laughs> so I go in uh, just thinking, don't get your hopes up.
1: Yeah, don't get your hopes up. And I want you to remember after we watch it, when you say, oh, that ending was pretty dumb, you just remember me, pal. You
0: don't have to come in with the I told you so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because aside from the ending, it is a good movie. Um... Yeah, it's about this girl who's taking her friend home from college to, like, introduce her parents, and then things go wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the movie.
0: Okay, one of them's the killer, then. Or what, the parents?
1: Um, you gotta watch the movie to find okay. out.
0: Okay. I was looking for just any footage of running, preferably from a, a profile view so I could, you know, study and animate it, and I was watching one of those movie clips YouTube channels just like trying to find anything. This is like Fandango's official movie clips thing, and they just find literally anything, some of which seem to be softcore porn titles, and they just put, you know, 10 clips. You've seen this, right? Like you find a movie clip and it says like, the, the chase scene, two out of 10, because oh, it's, yeah. and it's like, I can't imagine whose job it is To pick the movies, to decide what gets in, I don't know. It's surreal to me that they just find the movies that nobody remembers and it's like, oh, a week ago we uploaded like the 10 clips that everybody was clamoring for from this movie that I cannot remember starring this Matrix ripoff from 2011 starring um, Morpheus, whose name I should know. Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I just don't know.
1: Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. What was the first Lawrence Fishburne movie you ever watched?
0: I don't know if I could remember anything before The Matrix. What else was he has he been in?
1: Boys in the Motherfucking Hood?
0: Probably not. Ooh. I don't know if I don't think I've seen it. What? I, I haven't seen Boys in the Hood. I, I was haven't seen Heat
1: when I watched the Boys in the Hood. Haven't
0: seen Heat? I'm not good about this sort of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean I've not Heat. Juice?
0: Not Heat, not Heat. Not heat. I was about to say? The one where it's a hot day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do the right thing yes we were just talking about that at work Russell uh,
0: I could w- see that because it is in fact a hot day right now <laughs>
1: yeah Russell was like so why don't you got any Filipino uh, f- uh, photos of Filipinos on the wall huh uh, so <laughs> they go to the, the pizzeria and he goes why do you got any brothers on the wall <laughs>
0: you know in the like the first high definition release of that movie someone color graded it so it wasn't so orange <laughs> just oh. like the point of the movie.
1: Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, because it's filmed on a hot-ass day. Mm-hmm. And that's just what the whole movie is. about a hot-ass day. And about, it's, like, about a human emotion. About people just getting pissed off. And, like, things like, you know, racism coming out. Well, you can find racism 365 days out of the year. But, you know, it was racism, heat stroke addiction. Mm-hmm. Um I was telling him we we're gonna if we were gonna do a parody of that movie, I would wanna be uh, Radio Rahim. He's <laughs> just the uh character Rahim just has his radio. It's always playing public enemy. <laughs> you gotta fight the powers that be <laughs> The Boondocks parody that uh that movie in an episode.
0: Would that have been a later one? I stopped when Aaron McGrudger left. I mean, I heard it did okay afterward.
1: Um, No, I don't think so. Because uh, I got to say, a lot of the movie parodies, I th- feel like, came from his era. of uh, the ducks. Yeah. I remember they did a parody of uh, 28 Weeks Later.
0: I remember that. The Chicken Flu.
1: Oh, so- Speaking of which, mm. that was one of the movies I watched this, uh, I rewatched 28 Days Later. What, what a film! I could see why, if you were to, if someone were to watch it nowadays, I could see why one, uh, wouldn't get into it, because there's a lot of, um, tropes that are now in zombie movies that, uh, came to be in, uh, Earth mm. 28 Days Later. Uh,.
0: Do they call them zombies? Is it one of those movies where you're not allowed to say zombie?
1: Well, they don't really... They, okay, so they are zombies. I don't call them zombies. Okay. They're uh, infected.
0: As long as they don't... I mean, I know this is old hat, but you know how it is where they're not zombies. They're walkers. They're not zombies. They're freakers.
1: Well, yeah, but... Okay, so the difference between 28 Days Later... And walkers. Um, the infected in 28 days later are people infected by this uh, virus called the rage virus, which is v- supposed to be eerily similar to mad cow disease. Mm. And it's just people going fucking buck wild. And they don't necessarily... Uh, they don't necessarily, like... Um, you know, like... They don't uh, They don't
0: crave blood. They don't rot.
1: Yeah. They do rot. Oh. Um because they die. Cuz they're oh. people. They're they're people who are infected.
0: It's um, sort of a necrosis.
1: Yeah, they die of uh so they're like people, they die of like dehydration and like starvation. Um but uh yeah, they they just also fucking kill people. Hmm. What I do like about the 28 Days Later zombies is that once you're infected, um, you, you pretty much turn to a zombie within like 30 seconds.
0: No um, unnecessary, you know, uh, he's, he's turned, you gotta, you gotta put a bullet in me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm not gonna be your friend tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's a very British film. Oh, and there's full frontal nudity. (laughs) Well, now
0: I can watch it. And I'm showing you silently to remind me to talk about this. I don't even... And that's why I'll talk about it. It'll be fresh to you. (laughs) All right. I don't even... I was about to say, I don't even
1: remember... Okay, uh... So for the so I'm gonna break food for a second, uh to just sort a sign that said remind me the crossed.
0: Just to just to like tell me to talk about it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, what is The Crossed?
0: It's also uh an I don't wanna call it a zombie story, but it's an infection world breakdown story that I haven't even read, but I've read about it and it sounds so interesting. And it's got a film in the works, or at least Something in the ballpark, it's like a Zack Snyder thing, but Oof. I've always found this interesting. Alan Moore worked on it briefly.
1: Mm. Zacky-poo. Well, I mean, I have seen one of his uh, zombie movies.
0: Right, right, and I haven't seen, that's the remake.
1: The remake of Dawn of the Dead, yes. <laughs> I really want to watch the original with you, too.
0: We'll get into watching movies. I'd love to do um, like live riffs, or even just reviews afterward.
1: We'll just only watch Ken Fourier movies. Yeah. And that'll lead up to us watching, binge watching Keenan and Kel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know, I don't want to watch, even as a kid, that was like the first show that I like didn't want to sit through the sitcom tropes. Like, it's when you're watching and you're like, oh, he got the winning lottery ticket. How's he going to lose it? Oh, the old woman, he left it in the old woman's grocery bag. What's he going to do to get it back?
1: Uh, I was watching someone uh, talk about, um, uh, uh, um, it was a Family Matters bit. Hmm. And someone was talking about, uh, about how the, oh, the characters walled. Uh, the character, there's an episode where they're at a party. And the character Waldo brings in a bunch of, like, mini shots of, like, just, like, various booze. And he goes, um, yeah, my dad's a stewardess. And the person who's talking about it goes, fun joke, uh, in 1994, problematic statement in 2018 for a variety of reasons. <laughs> So that reminds me of that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did you ever watch *Filming Matters*? No? I don't think so. Oh, the first season was pretty good. But the first season's very different than the rest of the show.
0: It's before they introduce...
1: Urkel. Yes. Urkel was in the show, but he wasn't like... He wasn't really a main character. Like, he wasn't, like... I think he just propped up in, like, a variety of, like, episodes mm. for, like, one-off bits uh, in the first season. He didn't turn into a main character until after the first season. I don't know. It was supposed to be, like, a blue-collar version of The Cosby Show. Mm. Um... But, uh... Yeah... It's I still liked it. I'm a sucker for uh for sitcoms. There. I said it.
0: Hey, I like I like Seinfeld. I uh I like Seinfeld. That's it. End of statement.
1: You never liked um, Drake and Josh or let's let's think of a
0: Live the, That action. Seventy show. I don't know, I mean it's it's okay, you know? <laughs>
1: Hanging out! Throw a slip pillow. I Whoa. mean,
0: I get... I, it's, I liked Red, you know? I mean, it, it can be funny. It's just not my go-to thing. I like the, the, you know, post-Arrested Development comedy stuff, you know, 30 Rock.
1: Okay, pal. What, um... What is your favorite comedy? Like, what's your favorite, like, uh, when it comes to comedies, like, uh, what are some shows that you just, that tickle your fancy?
0: Well, you know how much I'll go to bat for Xavier Renegade Angel. I know. It's just because I like these shows that work so hard to deliver something so specific I just, I admire that about Xavier. And it's an experiment in non-stop dialogue. It is, I don't know, I just admire that. I like 30 Rock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> After, I like 30 Rock.
0: 30 Rock can make me laugh, I think, because it's, it's meta. You know, I like when, um, I think, what's his name, Jack, Jack McBrayer, he's good. They give him like, uh, you know, something that made me laugh harder than anything else. He's just telling his thing. He's like, you know, the peppy page, and he's like, well, uh, he's it, the whole thing is exposition in like the first three minutes of the show, and he's saying uh, that this has changed and that this has changed, and uh, Liz Lemon is doing this and Trace is doing this, and he breeds in and says, and for my seventh point, and I don't know, that just got me.
1: Um, I like. Um my first taste of Jack McBride was, uh, uh, Taldigan Nights. I could see that. He was one of the pit, pit guys. Did you ever watch, um, that movie?
0: I have not. The Venn diagram of things we've watched.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: feel like it meets just on the edges.
1: Uh, I know. I, f- I have a weird taste and I feel like, I don't know who has the weirder taste in TV show and movies. Um, because I watch a lot of horror. Yeah, like, exactly. A lot of horror. Um, I could go over my... T- See, but I don't want to turn into that... Uh, I don't want to get sued by those people uh, from Dead Meat. They <laughs> they cover horror way better ah, than I ever could. Ah, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, yeah, because I was rewatching some horror movies, and I was like, man, I was like, I could really talk about this on the show, and then, um, I, then, like, the next day I listened to some Dead Meat, and I was like, you know what, I'll just leave it to them, the professionals, they're way better, um.
0: You can still use it, though, we'll find a, because, you know, you've got someone here, you've got a blank slate to work with.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe we could, uh, our movies, <laughs> it could be like video game our video games. You pick a movie, I pick a movie, you pick a movie, I pick a movie. Yeah. Um, as far as, uh, video games though, go, I, uh, really want to play the original Resident <coughs> Evil 2 with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can be done. I feel, well. However. Yes.
1: We do. You know how Resident Evil 1, we just played Jill's storyline? Mm hmm. We can't do that in Resident Evil 2. It's
0: two stories.
1: It is. There's two stories. Uh, and I, I've talked to you about it, right? It's like Capcom, you know, they, they put some solid money into that game. Um, we can't. If we just played the remake, then I can't. I guess we could just play the one story. They're just like, you gotta play both stories to get the true ending. But I'm like, both stories feel like the same story for majority of the game. <laughs> mm. And that makes me sad. Because, uh... Because they put in a lot of effort to make it feel like you were playing two stories in the original game. Uh, with taking a lot of shortcuts because they didn't have that high of a budget. <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
0: that was probably the peak for people trying to like, deliver on long games.
1: Yeah. Well, 98?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Grim Fandango was billed as being a four year adventure because, of course, the game's story is over four years. And it's over, like, you know, what do you call it? Time skips, so.
1: Eh. It's funny, Resident Evil 2 is one night. <laughs> <laughs> one night that's. I remember they they tried to, like, Push it as like um, more of like a horrific um, experience because it's not confined to just the mansion. Mm-hmm. You know how in one we we went to like other places, but that most of that game fucking took place in that mansion. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two, most of the game takes place the PlayStation, but the, <laughs> the, the, I guess they did add more. It is also funny because like. Spoiler alert, it does end in an umbrella laboratory.
0: Oh <laughs> well, <Like>, you've told <laughs> me they all end in laboratories. <laughs>
1: yeah. The first three at least kinda end in umbrella laboratories and then they're about to blow up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kinda lazy of you, Capcom. But you know, they they didn't care. They still they still got my money. <laughs> uh, yeah, also the I wanna I saw that Amoeba has a uh, Parasite Eve. Ooh, you want... mean like the game or the soundtrack the game what
0: they sell situation? games at amoeba yeah. music
1: yes interesting it's not like you know they don't have like a big section for it if we ever go to amoeba music the one on hate street mm. i could show you where said video games are but do you know okay take a guess as to how much parasite eve costs there
0: Okay, well, you're only asking because I mean, if it's if it's just a, a like a disc that's been pre-owned, I'm gonna bet it's real cheap. That's my that's where my head's going. Okay, so I'm gonna guess it's it's less than a dollar. <laughs> you seem you seem uh
1: add two more zeros to it. Oh boy, <laughs> it's like one fifty. <150. laughs>
0: what used? I mean, you could get Parasite Eve on like a PS3, right? You could get it on the PSP at any rate.
1: I know. And I'm like, Parasite Eve? Like, it's a damn good horror game. Because, you know, it's a good horror book. Uh, mm. Which is funny. Um, like, I, I read the Resident Evil book. I'm pretty sure I told you about it. Oh, Re- yes. Oh, yeah. uh, but those games, those books are based on the video games. That's not the case with Parasite Eve. That game came after the book. Mm-hmm. More romance in the book. I, um, there's more of like a like a love plot. Uh, but it's still you know, pant plant zomber zomper plant zombie monsters killing people in New York. Um Yeah. Uh and it's a good it feels like a really good blend between like RPG and horror game. Especially with the fighting in it. It really feels like an RPG. Because it's uh, turn-based.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's
1: a turn-based fighting game. <laughs> turn-based horror game. Which, I know what you're thinking. Doesn't that take away about some of the horror elements <laughs> if it's turn-based? I guess. But with the overall plot, I don't know. Um, The second one. People shit on the second one a lot. And the second one's fun. But they... Took pretty much all the RPG elements. Mm. So when you do that, it just feels like you're playing Resident Evil with plants. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and like, which is fine if you're playing a Resident Evil game, <laughs> but it's a Parasite Eve, and people don't want to, you know, people didn't want that. Um,. Yeah, I would love to play. I would love to start playing uh, *Parasite Eve* sometime with you. I I think you would enjoy it. I would go safe to say is that that would probably be your uh, out of Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and *Parasite Eve*. I would safe to say it'd probably be your favorite.
0: Okay, big big promise. Big we'll promise, see.
1: Because yeah, it's like a RPG meets survival horror. Um, I'm looking forward
0: to to making you play *Sanitarium* because you know that's my plan. I want the, our next two games to be the Stephen King-themed, because these Sanitarium totally rips on, off Stephen King, and as we both know, uh, Alan Wake totally rips off Stephen King.
1: They even say it. Yeah, game. you told me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is like,
0: this is like some sort of
1: S- Stephen, Stephen King, King novel. Yeah, oh. Um, oh, speaking of which, I was reading that one novella of his, um... Oh! it Doesn't even matter, you know. I. You
0: know that novella, that one out of the.
1: Yeah, out of. Uh... On writing. <laughs> yeah, how to li- write like me, Stephen King. <laughs> By me, Stephen King. <laughs> well, first you get first kid, you get an inanimate object. Then. Uh... <laughs>
0: you imagine the dark history it might have.
1: Yeah. And uh, is it possessed? Is it haunted? Is it an alien? That's for the reader to find out. <laughs> no, um. Uh, the Mist. Uh, I was... That Stephen King novella. That's a fun one.
0: And that would become David Lynch's script or yeah and the other guy directing
1: <laughs> i always confuse which one did which so david Mit, i don't think missed. he directed it yeah david lynch did the original no he did the original fog oh, the, oh, oh um the pirate zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> zombie pirates uh Uh, and then, because I know he did, um, I know he did one, uh, and then I know, um, John Carpenter did one as well. That's
0: who I was trying to think of.
1: John Carpenter did, um, uh, 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 what is that fucking movie?
0: Not the Mist, Not the Fog?
1: Not the Mist, Not the Fog, um...
0: Uh, mouth of madness uh
1: no uh no no, that's something he wrote Um, Okay. car that kills people christine he did christine which i think is funny because christine it's a very interesting movie um it's a little hard to take seriously (laughs) (laughs) and not the only Stephen King book about people getting killed by a car. <laughs> I couldn't
0: get, like, halfway through Maximum Overdrive. That's when everything so kills up. everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, see, you had to be as coked up as Stephen King was. I could see it being fun, then. Uh, I like to call that one the ACDC musical. Because <laughs> it's just ACDC in that movie. Uh, maximum Overdrive. Oh, God. We, we gotta get, we gotta have some drinks, and we gotta watch the direct DVD, Shining. Ah, ah.
0: The, well, in the 90s, the one that Stephen King had more, more, Yeah, uh, the
1: one that Stephen King directed. Ah. Yes, Uh, Stephen King directed movies are nine times out of ten, not gonna be good movies. <laughs>
0: People see that for the first time. Directed by Stephen King. Oh.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a good director. Really good writer. Not a good film director. Hmm. I love how he had the cojones to say that Stanley Kubrick did a fucking terrible job making The Shining. One of like the most well-regarded horror movies of all time.
0: Uh, it wasn't his Shining. Hashtag not my Shining.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess... I mean, he did write the book. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, I heard that there's going to be a sequel uh, being made.
0: Well, I, I would buy anything, you know, anything can happen.
1: Well, because there's a sequel to the book, The Shining. Mm. Um, And I haven't... Re- I, well, I haven't read it, but I heard it is a scarier book than the first... Uh... But I heard... Um... His scariest book is Pet Cemetery*, which I can believe. I've read a good chunk of it. Um, It's sad. More sad than the movie.
0: There's (laughs) got to be scarier Stephen King books.
1: Um,
0: It? I feel like maybe that's in the running. I feel like he's written oppressive, like, you know.
1: He's written some, uh, It's a Gnarly Ass Book. (laughs) Uh, this... (laughs) Because in the book, there's uh the infamous uh, part where. Um, never mind.
0: <laughs> I know in the books, like the kids have to have sex or something to yeah, save the day. Yeah, I was about to day. say
1: there's gonna be more blunt about it. I was gonna say that, so so never mind. I was gonna make a joke there, but I didn't want to cross the line. Um,
0: Speaking of. Crossing a line. <laughs> <The> cr- <laughs> it's okay. We can come back to it later. No, I think... no, let's
1: get back to the cross. I thought we were done with it.
0: Well, let's um, end on it, I think. We can go get a drink after this. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about the cross when you were um, talking about 28 Days Later. The idea behind the cross, which I guess was a comic series by Garth Ennis. It's, Ooh. he's he does like, I don't know. I think he does edgy stuff. Um the crossed people who are infected with this thing have their sense of inhibition removed and they all want to do violent things they want to live out their worst thoughts that's the idea behind the crossed people don't become zombies they become uninhibited monsters and like uh, it always sounded like an interesting series and it got connected to a movie that I think Zack Snyder's working on because he made some off-color, unnecessary comment about how, oh, we were working on this movie and in one of our drafts, so I shouldn't say it, but uh, one of the zombies rapes a woman and they have a baby. And people were like, I don't think anybody wanted
1: that. But... Oh! I've read some of these comics.
0: I want to read Alan Moore's take on it. He writes like this... this his uh, take on it is a hundred years after the fact. He has a sort of... Um, Christ-like figure among the crossed, a former serial killer who lays out a grand design for his people where they cull and let uh, humanity grow in waves. They have this long con where they let humanity grow up over a hundred years and then they wash over it like a wave of destruction, murdering, raping, killing, and recede so that humanity may grow again, which always sounded like an interesting plot.
1: Yeah, it's a fun one.
0: On that note, though, we'll call it for this week.
1: Yeah. Um. Is there anything else I wanted to get by before? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Woof. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of this cross uh <laughs> album uh, cover art. <laughs>
0: Let's have a look. See. Okay. Okay.
1: Um I
0: assume they have to put it in a little black bag.
1: Probably. Uh who knows? Those people are savages. Um Yeah, Stephen King books. You know, I gotta say, the one that stuck out to me the most, surprisingly enough, isn't really a horror book. Mm. The Green Mile. Okay. It was a very sad book.
0: I would. I mean, what does the does the woman with cancer play a bigger part, or is it just Tom Hanks' character?
1: Um. Yes, but also, uh, also, what's his name? Uh, Michael Clark, uh, Michael Tarkin mm. clunks character, mm. Michael darkin Clunk.
0: Now that's a band name.
1: Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I'm just. I just have a speech impediment. Oh Hmm. no. Um, Michael Clark Duncan's character. Yeah. It's. It's just a sad book. Um, It's good though. Uh, Yeah. I I, want to get back to you on horror Stephen King books.
0: Let's see who reads the audiobook for The Green Mile. If it's not Michael Clark Duncan, I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Michael wait what did I call?
0: Michael Dark Clinton.
1: <laughs> Michael Dark Clunk
0: <laughs>
1: That wasn't even intentional.
0: Alright, you're good to call it? Yeah. Let's do it. It is not narrated by Michael Clark Duncan, so I say good day.
1: Good night everybody.
0: Good night.